Okay, ladies, it is summertime. The sun is shining, the beaches are calling, and the barbecues are on fire. But do you think to yourself, all of those fun activities, how can I stay consistent with my health and my workouts this summer? Most women struggle to stay consistent with their health during the summertime, and that's okay, right? The days are getting longer. We finally have had a little bit of freedom in our lives. The weather's nicer, and suddenly we have a million things to do. Enter the stress-free summer. It is here to help you. It is my 66-day challenge that will help you to stay on track this summer, no matter what life throws you. The stress-free summer will show you how to be consistent, how to harness the power of small changes so you stop asking yourself, is it working? You'll just know and you will also stop wondering, WTF, what do I eat? And finally, have a healthy living process that will make getting healthy feel easy. Make this the first change of your summer. Instead of telling yourself you need to exercise more and eat less, bring your food to the neighborhood barbecue. Now's the time that we get some results by keeping it simple. So join me for the stress-free summer. It is our 60, it's my signature 66-day challenge that you won't want to miss. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock-steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. Hey, Magic Makers, I have an incredible interview with you today. It is with Miss Eva Rodriguez. And I really love uh, having conversations with like-minded people because sometimes I say things to you that you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you hear it from someone else and they say it in a different way. And you're like, oh my God, is that what Kim's been talking about this whole time? I had many aha moments with Eva. I had many ways that she phrased things that I was like, yes, that's what I've been talking about all these years. And Eva just nails it with her, you know, I want to say it's simplistic view of helping busy women to feel more confident in their choices, um, really helping to unlearn damaging behaviors and set up simple, a simple, simple, simple. And you know how I am about simple. And so is Eva. You know, she had a horrible tragedy in her life and she took that and learned how to find peace in her life and stop, you know, trying to push away the uncertainty, try to push away the pain and really start to lean in, dig in, stop bypassing so that she was no longer living in this river of misery. And so she could start really believing in the goals that she set for herself and start believing in the positivity that is possible in life. So I'm, I'm not even going to spoil I, too much, 
there's just too much goodness in this conversation. And I hope that you take away the same pieces of goodness. And if you did, do me a favor, reach out to both Eva and myself. And I would love for you to just screenshot this episode and let us know what was the takeaway, the nugget that really um, was a coconut on the head moment for you. All right. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Magic Makers. It's this week's iTunes review. Amy W. Fitness says, Kim knows her stuff, keeps it real on all levels, five stars. Awesome podcast series on relatable topics that women deal with. Kim's advice, along with her sense of humor, is what everyone needs to find their fit girl magic. Well, thank you so much, Amy W. Fitness. That warms my heart. If you haven't yet left your review, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and hit rate and then hopefully it's a five-star hint and leave me a review. Thanks. Oh, magic makers. I have a lovely lady, Miss Eva, Rod- Eva Rodriguez, and I was first introduced to her um, and I was like, I read her story and I'm like, you know what? One, I resonate with it because so many of you listening can resonate with it, but I also resonated with how she got out of it and how it was, it had to be simple. It couldn't be this like convoluted hard way. She got kids. And so, you know, when you have kids that just throws on another layer of complexity that you we're not even going to talk about today, but she was like, I need to get out of my own bucket spiral. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So welcome to the show, Miss Eva Rodriguez. Thank you so much, Kim. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Yeah. And so, you know, as I, you know, dove into your story, I feel like this story happens. It's timely, right? It's we're in the the uncertain times, right? Mm -hmm. It has been uncertain since the first, the first words coronavirus, like entered (laughs) our realm, right? You know, we don't know, like, you know, I think back to like 2020, 2021, like were the kids going to school, but the kids not going to school. Were you going back yeah. to work? Were you not going back to work? Like what was open? What was closed? Is it open this week? Is it closed this week? Do I wear a mask? Do I not wear a mask? And so we had so much uncertainty and, you know, you talked about like, you know, you came to this from a point of grief mm-hmm. and I look at grief as uncertainty. Like day to day, you're like, is this the day I'm going to fall apart? Yep. <laughs> or is this the day that I find a way to like knit a couple good hours together? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. When it comes, I think, you know, I agree. We were even to this day, you know, we were what two and a half years out of when we first heard about uh, COVID and all those things. And it's still, everything is up in the air. Things are changing. There's so much just unrest and all of these things. Right. And all of that, what I've started to learn as I did my healing journey um, and, and dealing with the grief and all of that was when things are uncertain, it throws off literally everything else in your life. Right. And the first thing that goes generally is what's the most important, but we forget it's our health and our well-being, yes. right? So all of a sudden life is crazy. Um, I can curse, right? Shit hit yes, the fan. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, good. I, I should have asked before, but I'm like, I cuss up the store all day long podcast. I'm like, they're, they're used to it when they listen. Yeah. My, my people are like, yeah, salty talk. That's her jam. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. But yes, shit hits the fan. And all of a sudden we go into survival mode. And the first thing that goes out the window is 
us. It's literally like yourself, you, you as a person, as a woman, right. And everybody else's needs come before yours, but think about doing that your entire adult life, essentially. Yes. And then it's, it's just, it's all compounding. Now, all of a sudden you have put so many other people's needs and everything else before yours that when you actually do need to take a moment to like, think, oh my gosh, what about me? It's like, we don't even know who we are. And I found my, I I found myself in that situation through, through my journey after losing. So I I lost my son's father um, when my son was three. And then the following year was my mother. And, and then I never really knew how I didn't know we don't, we're not taught how to grieve. We're not no. taught how to mourn. We're not taught these things. So I literally was like, well, I can't afford to be sad. Yeah. I have to raise my child mm-hmm. and I can't be um, the mom that's, that's in the bed all day crying because he needs me and I have to be an example. So that literally started my, I, I think like it started, they put those blinders on me that I didn't realize. It was just like, nope, I'm just going to move forward. But in doing that, I literally forgot about myself. I literally right. forgot about, wait, I'm in so much pain that I can't even deal with it. So I'm just going to ignore it. I'm yes. just not going to deal with it because it yes, hurts yes, too much. Yes. And I, I, I literally remember saying, I think if I cry, I will never stop. Yeah. And so I didn't allow myself to cry. And I think a lot of us kind of when we when we're in these places of uncertainty, of question marks, of not knowing of I mean, what's tomorrow going to look like, because your life gets thrown upside down. It, with yeah. any thing. I mean, mm. with, like, I, like we were saying, COVID threw everyone's lives upside down. We didn't know we were coming or going like, right. <laughs> it's like, is it going to be two weeks? No, nah, it was two and a half years. Guys. I know. <laughs> I, I laugh. I always I think about like, you know, if you think about now, so we're um, we're in the month of May as, as we're mm-hmm. recording this. And I remember you know, two years ago thinking like, okay, so it was supposed to be two weeks. Mm-hmm. Then it turned into a month. Here we are May and I'm still home. And there's still like, I mean, I remember um, I live in the Northeast. So school goes through June and they're like, yeah, we're totally going to finish the school year <laughs> in school. Yeah. And like every, it was like, all right, first it was like May 10th. Then it was like May 18th. Then it was like, mm-hmm. and then finally it was like, so school's going to happen in September. <laughs> Exactly. And so think about all that. And it's just like, we don't know what's happening. So we just go into survival mode. Our, our brain goes into survival mode and it's just a matter of just like, just get through the next day. Yes. But that literally shuts down the way your body is supposed to optimally work. So then everything goes out the window, how you eat all of a sudden becomes, it doesn't matter, right? How you eat, what you're drinking, you're just getting, I'm just getting by. And I found myself in that place. I was like, I'm just, I just need to take, someone said this to me when I was dealing with a lot of all of this, this grief, just take one step at a time. And I was like, great, cool. I can, I can do that, that I can do. But again, in the midst of that, I became so disconnected from Mm. me so disconnected from what I needed. Right. So what that ended up looking like for me was eating whenever I had time. Right. So there, there goes my metabolism, right. Eating whenever I had time because I'm too busy and then I'm purposely staying busy because I I don't want to deal with the the, the pain. I I don't want to deal with it. It hurts too much. Right. So I'm, I'm stuffing it away. I'm doing things to distract myself. So then here comes the sweets. Here comes the wine every night. Here comes, you know, all of these things. And, and, and I'm thinking in that, in that state, right. Cause when we're in that state of fog of just like, I'm in survival mode, you're not really 
thinking about consequences. You're not really thinking about what's happening in on the inside. You're just like, no, I'm just trying to get, just trying to get through, just trying to get right, through. Exactly. But we forget so much about like, wait, but what do you need? Yeah. And 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 it wasn't until I literally passed out. That was like the moment for me where it was just like. I have completely disregarded and disconnected from myself. Who, how am I really? So if, if my why is my son and I'm all he has and I want to be, and, and the whole thing for me was, I got to be strong for my son. I got to be strong for my son. I got to, I got to make sure he doesn't fall apart. So if that's my why, how am I being that example? Mm. If I'm not even listening to myself and I'm not even right. listening to my body because I'm, I'm so detached from literally reality, right? Yeah. Because reality hurts too bad. So True. that was kind of where like the impetus of my whole journey. And then I realized part of all of this was in order for me to change my life, in order for me to change my health and, and, and get myself back just to me, just to like, who is Eva? Like, who am I? And what do I need? And oh. what, what makes oh, me oh, feel oh peace. Like I wasn't even looking oh. for happy. Like happy was all the way out there. Like I yeah. was like, I don't even know. Happy where... was like going to Istanbul. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how to get there. I, I, I don't, re I don't remember this anymore. This is not familiar. I just wanted peace. I just wanted to not feel like the world was spinning around me. And yes. as I started learning and doing all of these things, I realized all these things are like super complicated and people are like, oh, in order to, to like, you know, change your life, you have to do all of these things. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm too busy for this. I have right. a job. I'm raising a child by myself. I have all these emotions that I don't know how to deal with, <laughs> you know? So I, for me, I, I started to learn small things. I was like, okay, it really is the little things. It really yes. is, you know, one step at a time. Yes. But adding to that, it's like, but, but you have to kind of know where you're going because you can take one step at a time and end up in a circle too. And yes. that is what was happening for me. I literally was like going around in circles and circles. And finally I realized, I said, if I want to break free of this like fog and I want to change everything, I just have to start one thing at a time. And then it just builds from there. And right. as I started to, to, to come to that realization of, okay, I have to put myself first because we, you know, we talk about, you hear this, the trendy thing, self-love, self-care, like all of this yeah. stuff, right? We all talk about it. We all hear about it and we, we think different things about it, but it really truly does come to come down to as women, as moms, as, as busy women, right? When we have a lot going on, it's so easy to forget about yourself and yes. to not put yourself first because you think that it's wrong in quotes, right? That it's like, oh no, but everyone else. But right. really, if you don't, if you, if you bypass yourself, then you'll never be able to like show up and be that, that the wonderful person that you were meant to be. And that was like the, the thing that hit me the most when I always thought about my son. And I was like, I'll, all I'm doing is spinning my wheels. All I'm doing is going in circles. What is that really doing for him? I'm not showing up for him in the way that I want to, because right. I'm literally in my head all day long, or I'm yeah. trying to avoid all day long, or yes, I'm, yes, yes. You know, I'm, I'm going to bed and i you know, drunk because that's like, this only way I can go to sleep. Right. That right. is not, that's not showing up for myself. And that was really like all of those like little lessons all started to come together. And that's why all of my teachings is always like, no, no, you have to put yourself first. It doesn't mean it, no one, no one else matters. It literally right. just means you just, you get dressed first in the morning. Right. It's, right, like, it's, exactly. just, it, it's, it's those things. It's like the really simple stuff right. that we sometimes forget. It was just like, but everybody else. No, but what about you? 
And I always, yeah. I always bring it back to, but what about you? Because I know for a long time, my identity was, oh, hi, I'm Christian's mom. Like that yes, was my identity exactly for, for a, the longest time. And, and then I realized, I was like, wait, I'm, I am. And I'm also Eva. Right. And I right. think as, as moms and as women, we sometimes forget. It's like, yes, you are so many things. We wear so many hats, but who are you? You're the one that, that you're, that you wake up to by yourself every morning, right? right so take exactly. care of that person first, for sure. Yeah. So you've said so many amazing things. And I want to like, I want to take a step back. Like I've been like literally sitting here taking like, this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take a step back. So the thing that you said first that I was like, it could be grief. It could just be life Mm -hmm. is that you didn't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And that is powerful because I see it all the time. I see that people are stressed out. You know, it's like, I can handle it. Mm -hmm. I can handle the stress. People don't sleep. You know, I'm going to get to it. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll get to it. So I see all of the time and you use a perfect word bypassing, right? Mm-hmm. Here's, here's like what is right here in front of my face. And that is my main fucking problem, <laughs> but it feels unsurmountable. So I'm going to put it over here on the shelf, mm-hmm. hope that it just collects dust and deals with it by itself. Yes. Cause I'm over here. Mm-hmm. And as long as my feet are moving and I'm just like, you know, checking through the days, I'm good. Yes. Yes. And, you know, you just like at one point, you know, when did you get to that point where you're just like, shit, I am moving, but I'm just moving. Like I, there's no real, like, like you said, I'm just walking in a circle. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I'm just creating this like flow. Yes. And at some point you're like, hang on, I'm in the same (laughs) spot. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Absolutely. And that's, I think so many of us do that because what, what I've learned through, through all the, the learnings that I've done and all the coaching that I've done is what I've learned is that sometimes we think that emotions are so unbearable that it's like, I can't deal with this. So I won't deal with it. And we yes. feel, like you said, you think if you put it away, like if you put it in a box, it'll just like disappear. But the thing is, it doesn't. Like no. it literally, like, it'll be like, hi, you're ready to deal with me now. Right. And, yeah. and you're like, no. And then you put the, the lid back on the box and it's like, okay, cool. And then it'll be like, hello. Back. Right. It, it, it always, it always pops up, yes. you know, like Paco's just, weasel. It's like, I'm back. Right. Exactly. It, it keeps doing it. And I literally, I mean, for years I was like, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. It's too much. It's too painful. It, it, it requires me to like be sad. And I always had these things. I don't want to be sad all the time. I hate crying. And I was one of those people, but yes, yeah, so many times we do that. It's like, I don't want to deal. So we just push it aside, push it aside. And then we'll start piling things on. But again, it never goes away. It's like until you literally take it out of the box and sit with it. And this was one of the most doing my life coaching certifications, one of the hardest concepts for me. It was, they were like, you have to feel your feelings. And I was like, I don't want, I don't want to feel them. No, like, no, does. you have to feel. And I was like, well, what does that even mean? They're like, feel. So I literally, if I look at it now and I'm just like, okay, it's like taking it out of the box and just like putting it there. So what I do, oftentimes I get anxiety. So now I just like, I I, I talk to it. I'm like, hello, anxiety. Right. (laughs) You're here today. All right. What do we, we have things to do though, anxiety. So I'm going to need you to like sit back here and just 
I'm acknowledging you. Right. <laughs> you are here and I recognize that you're here and you want my attention. However, <laughs> however, today I have things to do and then we can we can deal with you in a little while. Right. But I because what, what I, I would do for so long, it's like I'm feeling anxiety. I'm feeling uneasy. I'm feeling I'm feeling these things. I don't want to feel them. So let me pretend. And we do that often. It's like yes. we pretend. And we even I think I think sometimes as women, especially, I think we wear these things as like a badge of honor. almost. Oh, like like yes. I'm so busy and I'm so stressed that I haven't slept for three days and and I'm right. going, you know. No, and it's like, no, you need to chill out and you need to take a nap because your body's going to shut down on you if you don't. Right. Or you're my type A person. And I'm sure you have this as clientele as well. Is that so even though I'm exhausted, I'm stressed out, I haven't slept. I'm still going to go to the gym. I'm still mm-hmm. going to eat perfectly because that's just what I do. Yeah, exactly. and you're just like, girlfriend, I want to open that fucking closet over there because like <laughs> all your shit is just going to come. Yeah. Tumbling out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so for me, that was, you know, and this, this has been a, a, a several years process oh, for yeah. me of, of me just feel, fi- figuring out just like how to get to peace. But I think my turning point for sure, when it came to literally dealing with like those those feelings that were so uncomfortable were when I literally started learning about the mindset and I started learning about, um, about how important it is for us to process even part of like a trauma journey, right? How important it is to just like, just deal with the things that you just didn't want to deal with and sitting with it and sitting in the discomfort. And something that my mentor teaches is that, you know, the worst thing that can ever happen to you is an emotion. And, and emotions don't kill you. And it yeah. took me a while to really, really like embody that. I was like, no, because like grief really hurts and like humiliation too. And like shame. And like, there's these really ugly feelings that I don't want to feel. But when I really sat down and thought about it, I said, okay, let me go to my worst case scenario. A friend of mine says this to me sometimes. She's yeah. like, you know, you've been through so much. You have, you have you have lived the worst case scenario. You have been the hell. That is the worst that can happen to you. So anything else, you can handle it. And when I thought about it and I started putting it in in that context of like, wait, yes, I have experienced heartbreak in, in some of the, in, in the most painful of ways of, of losing somebody that I loved so dearly of having to tell my son that his father was going to heaven and explaining that to a three-year-old was probably the, the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. And then of losing my mother, right. Of all of these things. And then also going through my own journey, I have right. experienced extreme heartache right? and it didn't kill me. Yeah. And therefore no other emotion can. Right. So when I actually came to that like realization of like, okay, I can feel it and I can process and I can sit with it and it can be really uncomfortable. But the worst thing that it's going to do is just make me feel really, really uncomfortable. That means I can feel anything else. And learning how to do that, I think was like a really, like my eyes opened up after that. Cause I was like, oh wait, I can do anything as long as I'm not afraid to feel. Because right. I think and even as, as when we, as women, when we're trying to come, we're successful, we're accomplishing all these things. We just want to just be like, no, I'm superwoman, you know? And it's like, yeah. and, and like, I'm, I'm like titanium and nothing can like stop me. It's like, no, we're, we're women with feelings and that's okay. And it's okay to sometimes feel it's not weakness to feel these things. It's really, it's cathartic. And it's like, if you don't, if you don't acknowledge it, it'll just keep popping up in different places until you do. Oh, a thousand percent. And, you know, you, what you said there is that, uh, you know, 
uncomfortable doesn't kill you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, the reason why I put it in the shelf is because I, I don't want that uncomfort. I don't, I'm not certain what's on the other side. Right. Right. And, you know, I don't know who said this, but it wasn't me, but you know, I just got to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. We, for us humans, certainty is that one thing we we rely on. Right. Mm -hmm. And so even if I am going down the same path that I know that's going to throw me into the same damn hole, Mm -hmm. it's certain. Yes. You know, and you, and you see it too. Like I see women following the same diets Mm -hmm. and doesn't fucking work. Right. But you know what the outcome, right. Mm -hmm. And uh, there, I recently read something that the reason why we watch the same movies or the same TV shows and we've seen that for a million times, because we know the outcome. Mm-hmm. We're certain, you know, we're certain that, you know, like a Hallmark movie that we're certain there's a kiss at the end. Yes. The, the last five minutes, whatever happens throughout the two hour movie, there's mm-hmm. going to be a kiss at the end. Mm-hmm. Or we know that, you know, the hero saves the day or, or we know that the, you know, person dies at the end and we mm-hmm. just, we just know it. We, we can, we're okay because we now know the ending. So we're not going to be as upset by it as yes. we were the first time we saw it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like for many of us, it's that we fall into the fuck it bucket because we don't feel mm-hmm. we want to, as you or use the perfect word, I'm going to use it all the time now, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, you didn't want to deal with your husband's death, your mom's death. So you're like, well, food's always here. Mm-hmm. Food doesn't ask me questions. Mm-hmm. Food doesn't make me like have the tough talk. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, so we find comfort in these things that, that bring us these net negative results, right? So food, alcohol, um, some people it's drugs, some people it's sex, shopping. some people it's social media, shopping. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's another, another huge one for me. I'm like, oh, I can just go buy things. Right. <laughs> it's just like, because it's, you get, yes, of course you get that, that temporary pleasure, right? It's a temporary right. dopamine hit of just like, oh, you know, this feels so much better than being sad. This feels so much better. Like eating, this ice cream feels better in the moment than being sad. It's like, right. but you don't think about the consequences until after the fact. And then the shame comes in. Then it's this whole other spiral bite, but it's right. easy to fall into these, um, to just really, it's what I call the fuck it bucket. It's real easy to be like, Oh, fuck it. You know, everything is whatever. Let me just do, let me just do this. Let me just do that because nothing, nothing right. really matters. And kind of, we go into this like weird, um, I, again, it's just a thought spiral of like, things don't matter. I might as well, I might as well just not even worry about it and all of that. But what we don't realize, I think, is that, you know, simply it's the fact that in the moment you might feel temporary relief, but it's only temporary. And as you said, the the brain is wired for homeostasis. So is our body to, to seek comfort, to seek safety. So anything that feels uncertain, anything that we're not sure, right? So whether it's like starting a new food protocol or starting a new workout or do I'm unsure. So your brain is signaling you like, wait, 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 wait. We're used to doing this. We're used to eating like this. We're used to sitting over here. We're used to doing these things. Like the brain literally is like, why are you, why are you doing this girl? Like, why are you trying to like shake it up? Like, I like how it is right now. So that's how we get stuck in these, um, these like terrible habits too, where it's just like, it's just comfortable. It's just what I've always done. It's what I've always done. So anytime you try to do something different, it's like all of the alarms go off in our brain, like alarms. And it's like, wait, no, there's, there's, 
danger, right? right? Even when there's not danger, even when you know, logically, the like the logical prefrontal part of your brain is like, no, on the other side, you get results. On the other side, you grow. On the other side, you heal. This part is what, what I call the river of misery. The river of misery sucks. But yes. when you get to the other side of it, you will be so much better. What happens so much, which is the, the whole fuck it bucket thing, what happens is that we, we're swimming and it's upstream and it's hard and we're tired and it's just, unco- and I don't, but I don't see the other side yet, but I don't right. see it yet. And next thing you know, what do we do? We stop, right? Right. And then right. we let the we let the current take us back to the other part where yeah. it's comfortable to where we started. And that's why so many I find so many women when I work with them, they quit on themselves. They quit yes. on their protocol. They quit on their workout plan. They quit on everything. And it's like, but why? It's because like, it got hard because I didn't know because I didn't believe. And it really comes down to believing. Right. It comes down to believing. Um, I always say like in something bigger than you or even if you just believe in your goals. And oftentimes right. if you don't have, that's why I always say like, you have to have a compelling why you have to know where you yes. want to go. Cause if you don't know where you want to go, listen, we can just doggy paddle. <laughs> we can just do right. We could be in this river of misery all night long. It's oh. just like, we're just, you're just going to do this the whole time and just tread water. But I, I, I love this analogy so much because I see it. Like I mm-hmm. see people literally like hop out of like the stream of success mm-hmm. and they will like claw their way back to the river of misery because mm-hmm. they know they're happy there, right? Yeah. They know what's going to happen. They know that yeah, I'm going to have this ice cream Sunday and then I'm going to have pizza and then I'm going to have wine and then I'm going to try again on Monday. And mm-hmm. they, and it's just like, it's their comfortable cycle Yes, where, and it's, you know, instead of it being a river, it's a freaking pool because like, yeah. you're going nowhere <laughs> right. where at least in a river, I got the chance to go upstream or downstream. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, but then they end up in the, they end up in this pool, and then it's like, okay, let's just get the floaties out, right. let's get the margarita, let's just chill here because it's comfortable, yes. right? And like it's and like that's the thing. It's like and the, and what I always tell when I when I'm coaching clients, when I'm teaching, when everything, it's like it's there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with us. We often like, oh, it's just, it's me. I just no. can't, I have, I have no willpower. Like we do these like dramatics, right? I always yes. say like, let's, let's, let's relax. It's, there's nothing wrong with you, girl. It's just your brain likes comfort. That's it. Yes. That It's just, it's your brain doing what it does. It's how it thinks your keys keeping you safe. Because if we think about back, 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 back in, in the, in the days, right. When it's like you had survival was like, listen, you either are comfortable in your, in your cave. Or you can you can leave the cave and look for some food, but right. you may not, you might get eaten by a lion. <laughs> right. And, and it's like, but also, you know, if you think about it, if we go back, we use this example of cave people, there was evidence where mm-hmm. um Sam, he went out for he went out hunting. <laughs> Sam never came back. Right. So there's evidence that if I leave this damn cave, I'm never coming back. Right. But you don't know. Sam could have found another cave. Right. You have no idea. Sam could have found another cave. Sam could have found a whole nother tribe. You have no idea. Yes. You just assume Sam didn't come back because Sam got eaten by a lion or yes. some other big creature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sam could have been a rolling stone. We don't know. He could have right. met another lady. He, he could have another family. Somewhere. We exactly. don't know. But the brain is like Sam died. 
Yeah, immediately. <laughs> the, the, the worst case scenario, Sam Yes, yes. And because again, it's like the brain is just like, no, the danger can't do it. Don't want to do it. It's too dangerous. We don't like it. Let's go back to comfort. Comfort is ice cream. Comfort is wine. Comfort right. is, you know, all of these things, right? And so then here we are lapping once again, just lapping it up in this pool. And then you're not making progress. But then what, then women come to, they, they find us and it's like, I've been doing this for 15 years. I've been doing this for 20 years. It's been off and uh, this whole up and down, up and down. Right. And it's just like, all right, well, let's talk about it. Like, tell me, tell me your habits. What, what, right. how, how did we get here? And it's usually the same story. It's like, well, I start, but then I stop. Right. Because it gets hard. And I'm like, right. oh, because you throw up your hands and you say, fuck it. And then you just start backpacking. You just start, you know, right. doing, you, doing the, the, the black slides, yeah. right? Right. You got going back to the shed to get the floaties and calling <laughs> exactly. your friends. It's Margarita Monday. Exactly. Exactly. And, that, and that's the thing that like, I think it all comes down to mindset, right? It's, it's as you know, as, as a coach, we're both coaches and we teach a lot of the same things. It's like, we can tell our clients what to eat, how to work out. I can mm. give you, I can put it all out on a nice little, you know, template for you. But if your mind is not there, if you are not believing that there is a possibility, sometimes yes. I, I get people come to me. They're like, I don't know if I can do this even. I'm like, I believe in you. So I'm going to be that. I'm going to believe in you for you until you get there. Just believe in the possibility, the yeah. possibility that things can be different if you choose to do things differently, because they literally will not change. Your results will not change if you continue to think the same things, yes. feel the same things and do the same things that you, you will not get that whole like, oh, your definition of insanity, whatever. No, the, de the definition of like, if you get results is you got to fucking do something different. <laughs> Like, like, if you want different results, you got to make different actions. That's it. <laughs> and you know, it's so funny. I, you know, I say that regularly and I have a client who, you know, I always say this, there's four four things that keep people from getting what they want. And the, the first thing is rigidity, right? Mm. In my mindset, this is how it has to look, right? You know, it has to be, you know, it has to be hard. I have to go to the gym this amount of times. Mm -hmm. I have to feel hungry. I have to give up. I have to, have to, have to, have to. And the laundry list is long. And if you say, you know what, you've been trying this for a really long time, Eva. How about we just, instead of going to the gym seven days a week, what if we go six? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, <laughs> right. It, it's, it's like I took away, like I look, I, like I said, I'm going to take away your children. Like, right. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm just giving you a break. I'm giving you yeah. like one day off. Whoa, yep. ooh, ooh, ah. And they mm -hmm. like, they're so rigid and like, this is how it has to be. Yes. And, you know, and it's like, like you said, the river, it's like, I'm taking away a floaty. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm just like, you still got the other floaty. Like you still got one on the other arm. I'm just mm -hmm. taking away one. Mm -hmm. You still got your margarita. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like, let's just see how life would feel without mm -hmm. that one. Right. And so many people are just so just trapped mm -hmm. into this is how it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then often I'm sure you say the same thing. It's like, okay, but how is that working though? But like, is yes. it like, is that working? Like, uh, is you, is you being so rigid and so strict? Like how are you getting? So this is what I always say. It's like, are you getting the results that you want? If they say right. yes, I'm like, great. Rock on with your tell. Go ahead. <laughs> do you. But normally it's like, I'm doing all of these things and I'm still not getting the results. And so then our question as coaches is, 
okay, so what are you willing to change? Because obviously something's not working. And that's a great example because I know there's so many people that think like, I got to go to the gym seven days a week, not eight. I'm going to go eight days a week. I'm going to go, I'm going to go twice on Sunday, right? Like they they think that that is how they're going to get faster, better, strong, you know, all of these things. Right. And it's like, that's not how it works. And obviously if that were the case, right. If it were really that, you know, it's just, just put more output, then you would have the results, but you don't. And it's because there's something off. You're probably overdoing it overtraining, or maybe you're not eating. There's all of these things that happen, but if you get stuck in like, but this is how it should be. Right. I always say like shoulds are yes. like, the, should is like the worst word. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> when it comes to mindset, should is like the worst. Cause it's like, I, but I should do this and I should do that, but is it working? And if it's not working, then let's look at different ways. Even if it doesn't yes. make sense to you. I say, when I say to my clients, sometimes when we, we talk about like exception meals and stuff and I'll say, you can eat whatever the fuck you want. Just write it down. Right. And I say it just like that. And they're like, Oh, <gasps> I'll never lose weight if I do it like that. I'm going to eat all the things that I, and what I'm trying, and I'm like, first, trust me, what I'm trying to teach you here is a lesson here in intentionality, Yes, right? It's not about, it's a free, like, you know, you have your free, some people call it cheat days. I don't call them cheat days. I don't like, I don't, I don't like cheating. I just, like you're cheating yourself. So I don't use the word, but I use like exception, right? You can have an exception meal if you want on a Saturday, if you want to have pizza and wine and, and ice cream with your kid, if you want to do that, you can do that. That's like, for for me, the way I teach weight loss. And I think you as well, it's like, it's not restrictions and and shenanigans, right? It's like a lifestyle. How can we make it this work for your life forever? So I'd say you can plan for it. Just write it down exactly what you're going to do. And they're like, but I'll have the whole thing, but I'll lose control. And I get all of this resistance. And I have to say like, I need you to, again, if you don't trust yourself, trust your coach and understand that what we're doing is we're teaching you how to change small little things, but it has a lot of impact because I promise you that if you intentionally say, I'm going to have these foods, you're not going to overeat like you think you are because what causes you to overeat is actually the autopilot. Yeah. It's actually it's actually the fuck it thinking. That is what yeah. causes it. Exactly. Because if you're intentionally saying, listen, I eat all I eat whatever I want to eat at this point. But it's like if I really wanted to like have like go ham one day, I know myself by now, I'm never gonna overdo it because I have established this baseline of trust with my body right. of that's not what we do here. You can have whatever you want, but you're not going to like it's like you're not gonna go crazy if you're thinking about it it's when you're not thinking about it that like all caution goes to the wind yeah no I and you know it's funny when you I teach the same thing and I basically am like I go go make a plan like no one should miss out on having birthday cake with Mm -hmm. their kids like that's just like that's not life but if you say to yourself okay so I'm gonna have birthday cake and I'm gonna have one slice and I'm gonna have ice cream and I'm gonna have a glass of wine And if you go in with your plan, Mm -hmm. then it's really easy for, you know, there to be something else on there. And then you can ask yourself, do I really want that? Right. Right. Versus, well, the chips are here and this is here and this is here. And you're just Mm -hmm. going from, you know, food to food to food. Mm -hmm. And then you wake up the next morning, you know, going 40 rounds in your head about all the things you should have done differently. Right. Right. Absolutely. And that's the thing. It's like when, when 
when we when we offer these things to our clients, even to our listeners, right? It's like they're very simple ways. Yes. And, and like literally, like the the name of my podcast is uncomplicating weight loss because it's not that fucking complicated. <laughs> that's, no. like, that's what I always say. Like it's not that yes, fucking complicated. Yes, yes. It's just that we make it as such because again, that that's again, it's just your brain being like, but it's supposed to be hard, right? Everyone says it's hard. It's supposed to. It's, it's been hard this whole time, but doesn't have to be. It really just is like, it's a choice. Your choose is the thoughts that you choose. You can choose to make it as hard as you want it to make. And I always say this to my clients too. It's like weight loss is as hard as you make it. You can choose to say, Hey, I'm actually going to be open. Right. Like, as you said, the the rigidity, right. I'm actually going to not be rigid. I'm going to be open-minded. I'm going to be coachable. I'm going to try things. Right. Because a lot of this too is trial and error. Right. There are things, which is why, like, it's so funny. People are always like, give me meal plans. And I, I'll give you a meal plan, girl. But here's the thing. It might not work for you. It's really yeah. just that simple. Right. It's, it's right. what I eat and what you eat are probably completely different. And if we tried to eat each other's thing, we were probably it wouldn't work. Right. right? Because we're individuals. Yeah. And people want that, like, you know, uh, set it and forget it. Right. Mm-hmm. That like here, Eva, mm-hmm. do this for the rest of your life. And I'm yes. like. So I'm, I'm giving you, I'm giving you, I always call them guidelines. I'm giving you guidelines, yes. yeah. but you got to give me feedback on the mm-hmm. guidelines because like, if I, you know, for example, I just was doing check-ins before we got on the call mm-hmm. and, you know, I told the, I told this girl, I'm like, all right, um, 30 grams of carbs, three meals, um, go. Yeah. And she's like, well, my calories came real, came down a lot. And I saw that she was having like a half a scoop of protein powder. And I was like, why are you having half a scoop of protein powder? She's like, you mm-hmm. said 30 grams. And I was like. I'm like okay, so that I, I should have been clearer. That was my minimum. Right. <laughs> clearer. Right. But then I was like, because I shifted you from four meals to three meals, how did your calories come down? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I did, I'm like I just said basically have three meals. Yeah. So in my mind, I was like, instead of that fourth meal, I'm going to take my third meal and mm-hmm. divvy divvy up the calories around the other three meals. And so yeah. you know, for a lot of people, like that intuitiveness kind of doesn't jive like Mm -hmm. and so you know you and I like if I said that to you I know what you would do you would be like oh well she said 30 she said 30 but I'm having 40 and you know what at the grand Mm -hmm. scheme of life like 40 10 (laughs) extra 10 grams I'm good right (laughs) and where you know our clients they want that roadmap and Mm -hmm. I get it and you're probably the same way like I'll give you a roadmap right I'll tell you that we're both heading to California but mm-hmm. some of you are going to take the northern route. Some of you are mm-hmm. going to take the middle route. And some of you are going to take the southern route. I don't know which one of you are going to do it. I don't know which one of you are going to thrive in one of these areas. But mm-hmm. we all have to pick a lane to start. Yeah, yeah. And I think what happens is what I've learned with, with my clients is that it's, it comes that they just don't trust themselves yet. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing, which is why I always say weight loss is all about mindset. It really, truly is. Right. If it was as simple as giving you a meal plan and a, and a workout um, template, we would we would all look the same, right. right? But it really is mindset. And I think what a lot of our clients, what happens with them is like they get in their heads, like the, you know, 30 versus 40 grams, right? It's like, girl, it's just 10 grams. Like, it's all good, right? Like, it's, it's, it's pick one. <laughs> like, it's yeah. all right. You know, but they're like, oh, no. I may have messed up or, oh no, like, you know, it's so then they start second guessing themselves. I even see this like in the gym, right? Like people, I love, I was listening to one of your shows and you were like, for the love of God, you pick a heavier weight. And I was like, I, I've always liked that too. Cause I'm like, (laughs) 
why are you lifting two pounds? <laughs> What's happening? And it's because like, literally they'll be like, no, 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 too heavy. And I'm like, it's girl, if you don't get those 10 pound weights, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's one of those things they just don't. And, and I, I, cause I work with so many women and I'm like, you are stronger than you will ever know. You are, you are smarter than you'll ever know. You are more capable. You just have to trust yourself. And sometimes yes. like they'll come and they're like, I don't, I just, they don't trust themselves around food because their relationship with food has been so traumatizing, right? Because it's been so tumultuous. It's very much like, you know, food becomes like an enemy or friend. It does all of these things. It's like, and, and so for me, it's like, no, you, I have, I have a client. She was like, I can't, I'm a, she said to me, I was like, I'm a sugar addict and I can't control myself around food. And we had just been talking about, she was at a party and there was a, 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 like a buffet of, I don't know, sweets and things. And I said, wait a minute though, but didn't you say two, two days ago you were at a party and you didn't have any dessert? And she's like, yeah, I didn't. I said, why didn't you have any dessert? She's like, well, because you told me not to eat if I wasn't hungry and I wasn't hungry. I said, okay, so then you're not a sugar addict. So stop saying right. that. Yeah. Stop saying that. Because right. if a sugar addict would not have said no to a cookie. Right. Well, <laughs> I read it on Instagram. So that must mean I'm it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like when we do those things as well, it's like, I can't control, I can't control myself around food. We know I've never met a cookie I didn't like, you know, these things that we say to us, even when it right. comes, I mean, it could even be like with alcohol or whatever, right? Because, you know, I definitely used to be like, oh, you know, red wine, white wine, rosé, we could do whatever all, all day. You know, like I was one of those people like, I can't, yeah, I can't be around alcohol and not drink it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can be around anything and not do it because you can control yourself. But we, we give our power away to yes. things and people. Um, but, but really things. And when I think, when I always say it's like food is just fuel, it's neutral. Food is not your friend. It's not your enemy. It's not your boss. It's not, it's nothing. It's what you fuel your body with. So don't believe the lie, the story that you tell yourself that you can't trust yourself around food yeah. or that there's certain foods that you just, if it's around me, I can't stop myself because right. it's like, it's, you can, you can. It's our, it's our story. And, you know, for the, those of your listeners, those, those of my listeners who've heard me for a while, who are following me for a while, you know what I say about stories. Stories are for little kids. Like we're grown <laughs> ass women. Mm -hmm. And it's time for us, like, you know, my audience is 40 plus, like some of us have been telling ourselves the same story since we were teenagers, yeah. that I'm a sugar addict, that I can't finish things that I, you know, I need to do it this way. I like, no, we need to release mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. those thoughts. And I, yes. that was, it's hard. And, you know, as Eva has said, she had to release her thoughts around her grief that like, I can't grieve and be a good mom. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was just her, like pretty much zipping up her coat mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and just saying, I have to be this like strong mom where, you know, if she just were like, if she broke down and her kid was like, you know what? It's okay for me to miss my dad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay that like maybe four days go by and I have a great four days. And then the fifth day, I'm like, ah, shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Today's the day. The waterworks are going to happen all day long. Yeah. And just as a way for us to like move through versus yes. just throw it in the closet and just like, I'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I think, you know, like as, as we just like summarize it all, it's just, I thought I was being strong 
Right. I thought I was being, you know, I have to be strong and I have to be, you know, resilient. Right. That was another yes. word. Thing. I was like, I have to be resilient, you know, yes. I have to do these things. And, uh, and I'm going to look back and I'm going to be like, I got through it and all of these things. But I was wearing like this, um, I was wearing this like detached sense of myself, like as a, yeah. as it was like my armor, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's like I would leave the house and I would put on my armor of just like, I'm a strong, I'm a strong, resilient woman. Like this is not going to break me down. I'm going to get everything done. But really it came down to, I would come home and I would eat all of my feelings, right? Instead yeah. of feeling them, I would eat them. I would drink them away. Um, but, you know, I've been very open with like, I would maybe drink like a bottle of wine a night. I, I literally would get cases of wine delivered to my house, like on a weekly basis. And it was my way of escaping. It was either yeah. food or it was drinking or it was shopping. Like I have so many shoes that I don't have. I have nowhere to go, but I just bought shoes. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, they're, they're fabulous. Yeah. But it's like, it gave me that false sense of pleasure and, and, and the it's false, like dopamine for like a little bit, but then at the end of the night, right. If I took away all of the things, which is what I didn't want to do, but until I took away the food, the drinking, the spending, the detachment, the just like not feeling myself, not understanding who I was until I was really able to just like look in the mirror and say, who are you? That was when like the crack started to come, like just to eventually show. It was just like, all right, who am I? I am a woman with a broken heart. I am a mother. I am an entrepreneur. I am a businesswoman. I am a daughter. I am a lot of things, but I am a woman with a broken heart. I need to heal it. Yeah. And food's not going to do it. And alcohol is not going to do it. And nothing external is going to do it. It's going to have to come from me. And it actually took me many years to get to literally where I am right now, where it's just like, that's just a part of who I was. And I had, I had to go through the pain of dealing with it, of healing and all of that thing, but you will not heal from anything as long as you're escaping it or bypassing it or buffering through it, because it's just going to, like we said, just going to keep popping up and popping up and popping up. And it'll derail your progress. And yeah. I think that's like what I really like, what I would like want to leave everyone with. It's just like, it derails like your ultimate, like if your goal, whatever your ultimate goal is, if you're not willing to like literally look at everything, like write it down, look in the mirror, whatever you have to do, but just like, all right, here's where I am. Like, yeah. and it's, it's a heaviness. It's for sure. Like this heavy feeling, this feeling of just like, oh, right. But it's okay it's okay. Like it does it like life, life is, I've learned as well. Life is 50, 50, 50% mm-hmm. positive, 50% negative. Right. If it was always rainbows and, and, and rain and, and roses, right. We wouldn't know, right. Like if I didn't know pain and if I didn't know heartache and if I didn't know loss, then I wouldn't be able to enjoy these beautiful moments that I have watching my son grow as he's like right. almost taller than me now. And he's <laughs> an amazing athlete, right? Like I'm able to like, really like appreciate like this, these beautiful moments. If all moments were beautiful, we would never appreciate them. Right. So I've, right. I've learned to kind of see things in that way, but if we're ignoring or bypassing things with things like food or anything, that's just bringing you a net negative result at the end of the day, like that's where I always encourage people. It's just like, do, do that work. Right. Because yeah. you, you deserve the best life that you want to have. You deserve the life that you want to have. And I say that to everyone. It's like, and you can achieve it as well, but you also, it's, 
it's kind of like getting to that point of just like feeling things like if you want to get out of the, the fuckets and the fuck it bucket and all of that, it requires discomfort. It requires you to do things that are maybe different than what you're used to doing. It requires a lot of those things. But the other side, like when I look back to seven years ago, when I, when I, when I thought I would never, like I literally was like, I will never love again. Yeah. Ever. Like I will, ne- like my heart can, will never feel anything. And I really believed that. Right. And that's why again, yeah. it's like, it's the thoughts that we have. It's the stories that we tell ourselves. And oh, yeah. Then I look to where I am now and just the growth and the, and the, the, the healing and all of that, it's been hard. And I've, I've had so many times I've fallen on my face and I've mm. cried and I've had to do all these things, but what if I would have said, fuck it. Right. What if I would have just been like, what if I would have stayed in that place of just like, yeah just like wallowing in all of that stuff, right? I wouldn't be helping women now. I wouldn't be in the best shape of my life now. I wouldn't feel healthier now than I did 10 years ago, right? And I, like, I'm in, well, I'm 40. So like I, 10 years ago, I was, I had my son when I was 30 and I feel, and I feel like I look better. I feel healthier. I feel all right. of these things now, right? Than I was when I was 25, 30 years old because of all of the, just like, I just had to just look at myself and say, I want better. Like I want a better life. Like what do I have to do? And I just kept taking a step forward instead of in a circle because that doing that in a circle was just too, it was too many, (laughs) too many circles. I was literally like putting a hole (laughs) in in the same spot because that's how many times I was going around and around and around. And And I love that. Like, you know, it's like, you've said some like amazing like nuggets here, but it's like, the thing is like, I want better. And so mm-hmm. that, you know, you, simplicity at its finest, like I want better. So mm-hmm. it's like, take a peek at what's happening in front of you right now. And I think that's another thing we don't really ever um, assess mm-hmm. where we are, right? Yeah. We, uh, we like current, like right here in front of my face, where am I Yeah. versus this for a lot of people, like unclimbable mountain, right? Yes. <laughs> it's an unclimbable should mountain mm-hmm. that I think here's where I should be. And other people are there, but I don't have proof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> other people are there <laughs> and I need to get there, but I, I don't have a path. I don't yeah. have a coat. I'm naked trying to yes. climb this damn mountain yes. and ask yourself, do I want better? Mm-hmm. And then you, you talked about like, believe in your goal like do you believe that you can get there because mm-hmm. if you believe that you can get there then all of a sudden coats appear shoes mm-hmm. appear mm-hmm. doubles appear yes. you know but if I'm still thinking like I'm not worthy of it mm-hmm. that it's not for me it's yeah. for other people it's this it's that it's then you, I'm just going to sit here in that circle mm-hmm. in my pool of misery mm-hmm inviting other people over. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing too. It's like, we've we've talked about the brain so much on this episode, but it's because mindset is everything, right? But it's, if again, your brain likes comfort and it likes safety, right? It is, your brain is totally fine. If you want to sit and go around this mountain all day long, like it's like, cool, we can do this all day. Like this is comfortable. We know what we're doing. We know the outcome. We already know. We're just going to think ourselves into a spiral. And, and I have a tendency, I'm an overthinker and I'm all these Mm -hmm. things, right? But what I started to learn, it's like, just like our brain likes comfort, our brain is also smart and it likes to, to solve problems. 
give it a good problem to solve, right? That's why they say like asking the right questions are really important, right? Because oftentimes I have clients that'll come to me and they'll say, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know why I can't do this. I don't know, like, why, 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 right? And they, they're, they're so defeated and they feel so negatively about everything, their circumstances themselves, all of these things. But what if you asked yourself, a more powerful question, Uh right? Give your brain something to work towards that's productive, actually. Because if you ask what's wrong with me, your brain's going to be like, girl, here's a spreadsheet. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) buckle up. (laughs) It will generate a spreadsheet of all the things that's wrong with you, right? Because again, it's just going to feed you what you you want, what, what you give it. But what if you asked yourself, okay, how can I make this easier? What can I do today to be productive, to lose more weight, to get closer to my goal, to um, to eat better? What can I do today to eat better? Instead of saying, oh, shit, I never know what the fuck to eat. Right. What if you said, what can I eat today that would like, I don't know, maybe something different. Maybe it would make me feel better. Your brain's going to be like, oh, you know what? Um, there's some kale. In, in the fridge or, you know, you could go down the street and like try that new plate. Like your brain right. will start to offer you suggestions if you ask it the right types of questions. Yeah. But if you ask it the wrong kinds of questions, it will continue to keep you in that that spiral of like literally like everything's wrong with you. This is why because you know, right. this has never worked before. It's not going to work again. And not because your brain's a bitch. It's just because it's it's just what it's used to. It's just comfortable. So I always say like just push yourself a little bit of just like ask a different question. It can be the same. I mean, what can I do today to lose weight is similar to any other question you can ask, but it's just the way that you that you word it to kind of kickstart yourself. Like when I tell people to journal on things, it's like, don't say what's wrong with me today. Say, you know, it's just, it's literally the words that you use because then it's like, it's literally like when you Google, your brain is like Google. It's like, ask it, ask it the right question. You'll get the right answer. It'll start to give you like, here's some suggestions, right? Or if you don't know what to ask, it'll be like, you sure girl, here's some suggestions (laughs) for how you might want to word this question, right? Versus what we tend to do because I think a lot of us are just used to being hard on ourselves. It's like, why me? What's wrong? Why doesn't this ever work? Why can't I ever do this? If you ask questions like that, you will find evidence of all of the reasons why nothing works for you. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. This has just been like, I could talk to you for a million years. I know. It's like, like, you know, it's like, you know, when you find someone who's like, like like-minded and just like one expands your thinking and on your beliefs, it's just so like, absolutely powerful. Um, but I always ask, like, as I close all of my interviews, I always ask um, my guests, what makes, what's one thing that makes you feel magical? Oh my gosh. Um, being, being my son's mother makes me feel uh, magical. He is, he is amazing. Um, he, as he's, he's 10 now, he's about to be 11 and he's, things are changing oh. <laughs> you know, in his life. Like he's starting, you know, he's getting bigger and he's getting hair in places and all of these things. And I look at him and now I look at him like that mom. I'm just like, you used to be so small and now you're so big. He's 
stronger than me and he's an amazing um, baseball player. And I am so, so proud of him. And I think why I feel magical, I think is because I think he's a magical kid. People always say he's such a good kid. Um, and I just, I'm just like, I, I got lucky. I got lucky yeah. to have such an amazing little boy um, who's so sweet and who just looks after me. And, and, and it's, it's tough raising a little boy when you're by oh, yourself. Right. And so it's, it's tough raising a little boy in general, but, right. um, but doing it alone has, has been, has been tough, but it's, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. And it's just, he wrote me this beautiful um, letter from Mother's Day this, a couple of weeks ago. So that's why it's still fresh in my mind. And I was like, oh man, I've made a lot of mistakes in life, but this, this, this one, <laughs> this yeah. right here is probably the best thing I've ever done. So yeah, he, he makes me feel magical for sure. Oh. That is awesome, especially yeah. at this age, because like this is the age when they're like, so the corn is right there. So mm-hmm. don't leave me there. Yes, yes, exactly. We're getting there. He's like, he doesn't want to like hold my hand anymore. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's like, people know I have a parent. Yes. But they don't need to know it's you. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> this has been such a great uh, talk. And um, she has a quiz that you'll find in the show notes. But where else can people find you on the socials? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at it's Eva Rodriguez and uh, my podcast is uncomplicating weight loss. So I'm generally on either Instagram or on my website. They can always find me there. Um, yeah. And it's just anywhere that, um, I think all socials I'm at it's Eva Rodriguez, but I am most active on Instagram for sure. Awesome. Like this has been a great conversation. Follow her. You know, I, I'm, I always bring people who have like like-minded advice in a different take. Cause I know that sometimes like just always talk about kids. You can say the same thing to your kid over and over and over again. And then they'll come home and be like, oh, I was just at Jimmy's house and his mom said, and you're like, for the love of God. <laughs> exactly. I've been saying I say this every day. <laughs> for some reason, because it came from Jimmy's mom, it, it sinks in. Yes. So follow her. She's absolutely fabulous. And she gives great advice, simple advice, because, you know, we all don't need to complicate it anymore. Right. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kim. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you. Yes, it has been. And you guys definitely follow her. She is absolutely fabulous. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much. Thank you.